live from the mysterious mist enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters. You're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast with your hosts, Scott and Emily. Hey, hey, welcome again to the big show. My name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. And I'll tell you what, today we have a topic that, at least to me, kind of came out of thin air, but it was your idea. Yes. It is Stand By Your Man. And you've been thinking about this one for quite some time, haven't you? I have. I mean, think that. When should we stand by our man? And when should we call it quits? Well, you know, the first thing I thought of when you suggested this topic to me was, yeah, it sounds like a really good topic. And second of all, what about standing by one's woman also? I mean, it can go both ways. But, you know, even before I thought about all of that from a topical perspective, I thought about the song. Because, of course, there's this song called Stand By Your Man, you know, by Tammy Wynette, that I always thought was a little older than it was. But doing a little bit of research, it actually came out in 1968, right? That's right. It's not as old as you would think. Now, I did a little research, like I said. And it turns out when that song came out, it was criticized by the women's movement, which, of course, was in full swing at the time, as anti-feminist. But Tammy Wynette herself disputed that, saying it was about accepting one's husband even with his faults, you know. And I took the luxury of getting the lyrics and copying and pasting them. So I have them in front of me right now. Here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman. I'm not going to sing them. (laughs) I wouldn't dare. I would save you all the trouble of hearing it. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even sure I know the tune, all right? Oh, I do. (laughs) You want to take a shot at it? Oh, goodness, no. All right, well, good. Here we go. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman giving all your love to just one man. You'll have bad times and he'll have good times doing things that you just don't understand. But if you love him, you'll forgive him, even though he's hard to understand. And if you love him, oh, be proud of him, because after all, he's just a man. Stand by your man, give him two arms to cling to and something warm to come to when nights are cold and lonely. Stand by your man. Now, I have to tell you, by today's standards, those lyrics might evoke even more vitriolic outrage. (laughs) That would probably be true, uh, especially with him having good times and us having to forgive him. Yeah, what are those good times that he's having and the both of you aren't? I know, right? That's what I was wondering. Like, is he out having fun and, you know, doing things he shouldn't be doing? Or is he simply out there hanging out with the boys and just simply having fun? Clean fun. Yeah, the world may never know because, you know, this is an old school country song. Right. That's left to the imagination. And imaginations are never up to anything good in old school country songs. (laughs) Nope. Right. So... You know, it seems to me that Tammy Wynette is saying, you know, you got to forgive your man. He may do things that aren't so nice, like Mr. Nice Guy stuff, right? But, you know, you need to forgive him and, you know, give him a nice soft place to land, even though he's out there screwing up. So, I mean, I can see the outrage on one hand. Yes. It depends on how you interpret it. Right. Now, on the other hand, you ready for this? I saw a recent Facebook post that brought up an idea that I really hadn't given much thought to. You know, maybe to my own discredit, I hadn't thought of this, okay? But we as men, especially in the world of men's dating and relationship advice and self-betterment and masculinity stuff, we're always taught how to treat a woman. Things that go way beyond simple chivalry. You know, how to provide, protect, preside, all this manly stuff. But women, are they ever taught how to treat a man anymore? By their moms or by self-betterment 
efforts or in the context of dating advice? I mean, have you ever heard dating advice for women that says, okay, here's how you treat your man better to keep him around? It's usually about mind games and three simple words and little tricks and stuff like that, right? Which never works, of course. I mean, if you don't treat us right, then we're not going to be able to treat you right. Well, it seems like there's this teamwork, this dance, not only of sexual attraction like we talk about so often around here, but this dance of how to be a partnership, how men and women are supposed to, well, stand by each other. It's not one-sided, right? Yet, this whole idea of a woman being taught the way to treat a man right, you know, either in childhood as part of her upbringing or whatever, the way dad's, you know, a good dad, in my opinion, would, you know, train up his son in how to treat a woman right. And even as an example, treat that kid's mom right. You know, that's a good example to both sons and daughters, right? But it seems almost anachronistic at best and sexist or even patriarchal oppression, you know, at worst, to even think about this idea of a woman being taught how to treat a man. Yet, like we both just said, shouldn't it be a two-way street? Well, I think it should, because if you don't take care of your man, he's going to leave. Well, it seems pretty basic, doesn't it? Or else he's going to find someone else to treat some better. That is true. Now, that's an interesting thought that you brought up about men treating their women right. And how the sons will see how dad is treating his mom. And he's going to mimic that. And men should treat us wonderfully, take care of us, and treat us, well, let's face it, we're your princesses. We're your queens, I should say. Which makes us the king. (laughs) We just said that a few weeks ago on another show. That is true. It is the truth. Yes, that is true. Now, with that said, the same holds true, and I think a lot of people don't realize this, but the women need to treat their husbands or the children's dad with respect because the children watch this. Girls especially. The way they're going to interact with other men is how mom treats their father. Now, see, this goes back to the importance of fatherhood. This goes back to the importance of having both the mom and dad in the house to be that example. And yet, you know, the whole idea of a nuclear family is under attack, even systemically in some cases. But what we're both really calling to account here is the importance of having a dad model how to treat a woman and indeed vice versa. A woman being in the house to model how to be a woman and how to treat a man. This is all important. You know, sometimes we don't always have the luxury of being in the same family or being in the same household. So even if we're separated or divorced, we can still treat each other with respect because our children are still watching and going to mimic that attitude. Now, I think a lot of guys out there maybe are coming from this so-called red pill mentality or the hashtag men going their own way. And they're just thinking horrible things about women in the same way a lot of women are thinking horrible things about men. You know, the stereotypes about men being jerks who only want one thing. And the MGTOW guys, the red pillars, are accusing women of being, quote unquote, hypergamous or solipsistic. And, you know, there are plenty of men, just like there are plenty of women out there who would say it's flat out foolish to stand by a woman. It's just naive. You're going to get your butt handed to you. You're going to (laughs) get broken in half emotionally. She's going to take all your money and she's basically going to run off with a guy who's richer, taller, better looking, has a bigger penis than you do. I haven't done that yet, have I? No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. And you were told that that would happen. Oh, well, yeah. 
just like every other guy out there. And I'm sure you were told that if you ever married a guy, he would be this narcissistic jerk who would probably beat you up and cheat on you. And guess what? That hasn't happened either. Right. So, you know, you got these women who are just teaching their daughters to stay away from men. And you have fathers teaching their son to stay away from women and maybe even modeling it. Or maybe even kids growing up in families where they're seeing evidence with or without having been told anything directly, objectively, that, hey, you know what, I don't ever want to get into this kind of brouhaha. Mm-mm. I don't want to get married. My mom is a crazy person. I don't want a woman like that in my life someday. Or my dad is abusive and horrible, you know, man or woman. The daughter saying, I don't ever want to become like my mom. I don't ever want to be around a guy like that. And the son is saying, I don't ever want to become like my dad. And I don't ever want a woman like that in my life. What a tangled web we weave, right? No kidding. So it is important to learn how to treat your significant other in a very loving and awesome way. And even if they screw up, we're all human. I love the expression, perfectly imperfect. Because if you were perfect, I wouldn't stand a chance. Oh, who likes someone who's perfect? We say that around here sometimes. But it's so true. Nobody trusts them, right? No, they don't. You can't trust somebody who's perfect because they're hiding something. There's always something hiding if they're trying to pretend that they're always perfect. You know, one of the things that the MGTOW guys say, the red pillars, the yes. manosphere, it goes by a lot of different names, but really it's a bunch of guys who basically don't like women anymore, but still they can't stop talking about them. You know, kind of the reverse of feminists. Feminists can't stand men anymore. You know, third wave feminists, okay? They can't stand men anymore, but somehow they keep talking about them. They're still obsessed with them, which of course speaks to our human nature, doesn't it? It It's just kind of a twisted version of the good stuff, right? Like I said, one of the terms that these red pillars use is hypergamous. And what that means is women are always ready to dump a guy for someone better. So why should we stand by a woman when we're really just going to become a stupid cuck for doing so? I mean, she's just going to dump us and use us because that's female nature. You know, to me, it doesn't sound very human, does it? It kind of I don't know, kind of reduces women to mere lizard brains, you know? Like, there's nothing human there. Like, there's no soul. Well, it sounds more automated or like a transaction, really. Here, you know, I'm going to get with this woman. She's going to offer me love and pleasure in exchange. I offer her money and whatever until I can't give her enough and she leaves me. Ah, now see, that goes back to the Tammy Wynette song. He's out there having fun and the woman's supposed to forgive him. So... I'm assuming the guy's either out getting drunk or, you know, cheating on her sexually, which kind of comes around to this idea of men thinking women are only good for sex. And if the guy's in a relationship with a woman simply because she's a, well, you know, hot little piece of ass or something like that, then why should she stand by him? I mean, is Tammy Wynette kind of being the female equivalent of a cuck here? Is she kind of being naive and Ms. Nice Girl for wanting to stick around and stand by that man? And is that really a man? No, that's not a man. That's a coward. That's a guy who's using and abusing women. And that's not the kind of guy we should or even want to hang out with or stand by. If you're going to stand by a man, he needs to earn it and deserve it. Uh, But there is this set of lyrics later on. Because after all, he's just a man. Stand by your man. Give him two arms to cling to and something warm to come to when nights are cold and lonely. 
Is that to say that, you know, if the wife is acting kind of frigid and doesn't want to have sex and isn't satisfying the man sexually, you know, it makes sense he's going to go look somewhere else and it's kind of the woman's fault. I mean, I kind of could read that into Tammy Wynette's lyrics and that doesn't sound anything other than messed up to me, wouldn't you agree? I would agree with that. And to make another point on that, if you're warm and inviting and you're getting along great, you're each other's best friends, he's not going to want to go venture or find something else. He's going to want to come home with you. He can go out there and have fun with his buddies, have good, clean fun outside of the two of you, but he's always going to want to come home to you because it is a warm, nurturing environment. Now, see, there's that connection we talk about, that if you're my best friend, which you are, and vice versa, we like being around each other. It's not this battle to get away from each other and to somehow withhold information or knowledge from each other or do something behind each other's back. There's that trust because, well, we like each other. You know, that's what we say in this family, not only I love you, but that I like you. That's important because you can love somebody and not like them. That's for sure. Yeah. So I would say at the baseline, that's important. Clearly, yeah, you know what? I don't know if I should say clearly, but it seems like, and you know, there's a lot of license, poetic license to country songs being negative and kind of tragic here, that it doesn't sound like Tammy Wynette and quote unquote, her man have much of a connection. Right? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I was also thinking girls can go out and have fun. Hey, there's even that song about girls want to have fun. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Right. (laughs) And I go out and have fun with my girlfriends as well, but I always come home to you. Right. I mean, there's no semblance of cheating there. I mean, you know, that's about having friendship. That's about having other relationships that aren't necessarily sexual or a breach of trust or anything like that. They're simply your female friends. And I have my male friends and people I hang out with. But, you know, usually we miss each other when we're not around. We like to do things together. There's that liking factor there. And you stand by me. Yeah, sure. And I think there's also something to be said for the fact that we're standing by each other. You know, Tammy Wynette, even in the midst of this somewhat lugubrious tune, is not saying stand behind your man or trail behind him, picking up the shrapnel or, you know, scooping up the turds and put them in a bucket like in the parade. (laughs) Or being his servant. Yeah, right. Not get out in front of your man, but there's that side-by-side teamwork implied, right? I think that's important. I think that's not to be overlooked. So when someone says stand by your man or when a man says stand by your woman, that not only means that there's teamwork there and we're seeing each other as co-equals as humans, but, it, you know, I got your back. We're in this together. We are a team. You are not alone in this world. Right. And you're especially not alone in this world after you've had four kids. <laughs> no kidding, right? Right. Nothing should make things stronger. It should be that. Now, moving on here, you know, the stereotype is that if a woman's going to stand by her man, she's got to kind of be demure. And, you know, it comes down to things like, hey, make me a sandwich. You know, which all the modern day feminists think is this horrible, awful, offensive, patriarchal demand made to a woman, right? And yet I've talked to so many women who are like, you're damn straight. I make great sandwiches. You ain't lived till you've had one of my sandwiches. You want a sandwich? I make you sandwiches. I'll make your friends sandwiches. I make great sandwiches. Well, speaking of sandwiches, maybe I need a sandwich. Well, I would make you a sandwich. And, you know, there's this ongoing battle in this household. Who's the better cook anyway? (laughs) Definitely me. Well, I don't know, man. I make some pretty good Rubens and Philly cheeses. uh, I think it's time for another challenge. Yeah, probably. Sandwiches, it's just such a dumb thing to measure 
who's got one up in this relationship by? Because after all, it's a silly argument to begin with. Nobody should have one up in this relationship. You're the woman. I'm the man. We should act like it. Stand by each other. You know, it's interesting about that is you can make me a sandwich and I gladly serve you coffee. Yeah, there you go, right? Now, all of this said, I don't want to be too Pollyanna-ish about it. And that's a word I like to throw around on this show a lot. You know, it just is so descriptive. So, I mean, what are the limits? I mean, not all men deserve what they want here. When does loyalty on the part of a woman, you know, or vice versa, you know, let's be equal time. When does loyalty turn into being a doormat, Emily? What's too much? When have you stood by long enough and you need to bail? When is enough? When enough is enough? That's an excellent question. And for each person, it's very uniquely different. We all have different circumstances, both financial and otherwise. Sometimes leaving financially is incredibly difficult. But whenever possible, if you're being mistreated, abused, beaten up, cheated on repeatedly, not being treated as a co-equal or as a friend in the relationship, when it gets to that point, you shouldn't be standing by anybody, friend, family, or your significant other. Now, that also leads to another facet of this conversation, which is how certain manipulative spouses or significant others can create scenarios. They can craft situations, thinking a few chess moves ahead, where their significant other really has no choice but to stand by them. You know, you marry a woman and you knock her up real quickly, and then, you know, you become really manipulative and controlling. And what's she going to do? She's knocked up. She has a baby coming. What's she going to do? Go leave you? And he'll say things like, well, who's going to want you now? You're pregnant, right? Or... The couple gets married and she quits her job and she's dependent on him financially and or he moves her away from the family. So it's just the two of them. And then, you know, the real version of him comes out to play and it's not very nice. Again, this isn't gender specific, but, you know, there are situations where a particularly, yeah, I guess the uh, euphemistic way to say this is someone who isn't very well-meaning, but someone low character or flat out evil can kind of dupe their alleged significant other into a place where they don't feel very significant anymore and they don't they have nowhere to go and that's dirty pool that is and it's not even gender specific because women can do some awful stuff but you know to continue on this particular thought when women find themselves in the position thank goodness if you have a friend to reach out to and if you don't Thank goodness there's agencies out there that will help women out in these particular extreme situations. You're not alone. Never alone. Now, another thing we talked about, and this is going to put an even different twist on this whole conversation, and I bet a lot of heads are going to nod when I, uh, when I say this. Okay, ready? I'm ready. What about men who don't want you to make me a sandwich? Matter of fact, they don't need anything. You don't have to treat me in any certain way. Just leave me alone. I got this handled. I'm going to do it myself. You know, you just go do your thing, and I really don't need you. Well, that's awful. Oh, yeah, it is awful, but there are a lot of guys like that. It's I like, feel like I'm not a part of your life that way, like I've been shut out. Yeah, I mean, you want to stand by the guy, but he just doesn't want it or need it. No, it's something's like, look, wrong. Yeah, something is wrong, right? But it happens a lot. And I would say, you know, maybe that isn't gender-specific, too, but I think men are particularly infamous for saying, you know what? I got this. I don't need your help. I'm a man. I'm self-sufficient. I don't need anybody. I'm not sorry. I don't say I love you to people. <laughs> you know, it's uh, I'm kind of manipulating this conversation a little bit, but that tends to be the same guy. Yes, it's, it is. I'm too tough for you. I'm too macho. I don't need you. You're just my wife. Go 
hang out with the kids or do laundry. Matter of fact, I can even do my own laundry because you messed it up last time and I'm going to do it myself. Just make sure you're there at night. Right, exactly. <laughs> or else, you know, nice he's going to go out and have his own good times, right? Yeah, but I mean, that's messed up. Guys, if you find yourself not even needing the woman in your life, I understand if you feel like, yeah, I shouldn't be totally dependent on my wife. I should have my own backbone and be able to make my own way in the world. But you know what? You should at least let your wife be a partner to you and bestow those feminine gifts upon you that she wants to. You provide, protect, preside, and she brings the fun, the joy, the comfort, the social life, all those things that women want to do for you, assuming they're not broken, right? All those things that mean stand by your man to a woman. My goodness, you let her do it. It doesn't decrease your masculinity. It only increases your quality of life. You know, that reminds me, the expression that says there's more joy in giving than there is in receiving. When you deny your loved one the opportunity to do things for you, you're denying them that opportunity to enjoy the gift of giving. You know, I when I do stuff for you, I get excited and I love giving and doing stuff for you. If you were to shut me out from doing that, that would rob me of that opportunity. And sometimes if you're used to being very self-sufficient and you've been single for a long time, it is so hard to let somebody do things for you. Ah, yes. You old state of being set in one's ways. I don't need you. I've been self-sufficient for so long that the habits have been built. The die has been cast proverbially, and I just don't need you. Well, I think it goes deeper than that because even if you feel like you need somebody, it is the feeling of being vulnerable. You know, if I let myself be vulnerable and let somebody help me, I might fall into helplessness. I can see that. Or maybe it's a trap. You know, the, <laughs> right. the feeling of no not trust. feeling safe. Right. No trust. Yes. I also have come to find over the years that people who don't like gifts, who feel uncomfortable being given to, are usually the same people who are rather selfish. They don't like giving, so they feel automatically as if other people are being put out by giving to them. Or when they give gifts, it's not a free gift. It comes at a price somewhere down the road. Aha, uh -huh, there's some leverage there. And they know it's if they take a gift, they might feel like they owe you later for something. You know, right. The gift is given on their terms. Right. Yeah, right. It's a little yeah. scary, especially if you have that mindset to accept a gift from somebody if you're worried that... Later, they're going to say, well, you know, you remember I did that for you? You know, I need this favor from you. Man, you know, it's so much less complicated to just find someone you get along with, someone who can really be a partner to you, someone who's emotionally present. You know, a lot of times women use this term. You know, I want a man who's emotionally available. And really what that means is someone I can stand beside. Someone who I know who the hell they are, what they're thinking, what they're up to, and what's going on in their noggin, so that we can be a team. You know, if a guy isn't available emotionally at all, it means he's hard to get to know. She can't really know what he's thinking. Uh, you know, and that's scary to a woman. And the more we make a woman feel safe as a man, the better that partnership will go, and the more eager a woman will be to stand beside us. You know, I was just thinking with that lyric, stand by my man, maybe it should be rewritten a little bit and it should say, stand by a great man. Yeah. What's this possession thing? My man, my woman, do well, we own each other? <laughs> aren't you my man? <laughs> <laughs> well, do we belong to each other or do we, we have free do. will? I belong to you. I guess it's kind of true. 
But still, it sounds nicer to think that you have your own free will, and you're standing by the man who wants to be stood by, and he stands by you, too. Agreed. Man, it's just a country song. Why do we make this so complicated, Emily? (laughs) Because life has to be interesting, and it's only interesting if there's all kinds of twists and turns. Yeah, I think the topic is more important than the song anyway. It's just kind of a vehicle with which to carry this conversation. You know, I have something that I kind of want to close this show with. As you know, Emily, I write profiles for guys, the projection profiles. And what I ask men to tell me is, you know, the answer to what every woman seems to ask men out there in the online dating world, which is, what are you looking for? And that question vexes men so much because, first of all, when women say, what are you looking for? The first thing the man thinks is she's asking me to define what kind of relationship I want up front. Like, do I want to get married or do I just want to play the field or just have sex or one night stands or whatever? And really what a woman is asking is what kind of woman are you looking for? And will I be that woman? And what I found out is, first of all, a lot of men have no idea. So it's hard to find a woman who's going to stand by her man If, first of all, guys, you don't even know who you are, like your identity isn't set, you don't know what your purpose is, you don't know what your values are, you don't have a cornerstone belief system, but then if you don't even know the kind of woman you're looking for, what she's into, what she likes, uh, what kind of food she likes to eat, where she goes on vacation, how she prays, how she raises children, how she votes, how she spends money, all those things are incredibly important. And I usually get from guys, I don't know, but when I do get answers from men, I think a lot of women would be very amazed at the kind of woman most men, at least most men in this audience listening, want. And it's not, I want a supermodel. It's not, I want some kind of superficial woman who wears makeup and bats her eyelashes and is materialistic. It's someone who I can go on an adventure with. Someone who's honest. Someone who's genuine. Someone who's optimistic. Someone who's caring. Someone who gardens and will get out and get dirty and not be so frivolous. And I hear about this all the time. And you know, my postmodern sensibilities warn me that a lot of women would vomit. You know, like, oh God, please. Reading what men would want, even though what these guys are looking for, when you get right down to it, is a partner who helps them promote an environment of treating each other right and having a happy relationship. Honesty, integrity, not being so frivolous, not being so materialistic. Can we just go have fun? Can we laugh? I hear a woman who laughs at my jokes, a woman who has a sense of humor, a woman who's not so easily offended by everything, someone who I can trust, someone who I can be there and go through life laughing with. You know, all that stuff that you mentioned and the letters that you received lately, men are looking for a woman he can stand by. Someone he can walk in this world side by side, partners in life. And as we all know. Partners in crime. Yeah, right. (laughs) Or partners in fighting crime, in our case. That comes when you have children. Yeah. (laughs) Parenthood is partnership in fighting crime on a daily basis. Even if you have good kids. I know, right? Anyway, but I digress. But you know what? The beautiful thing here is these are guys who are looking for women they can stand by And the beautiful thing is, thanks to the masculine-feminine dance, women follow a man's lead when that lead is worth following, and when that man has a woman's best interest at heart, right? Because he's protecting her. A good man would take a bullet for a good woman. That would be a good man. 
Now, see, I just made a lot of guys vomit with that one. But guys, I'm telling you, men, women, whichever feed you're listening to, whether it's X and Y on the Fly or the Mountaintop Podcast, listen to me. Standing by someone means you've got each other's back. You trust each other. You honor the masculinity and femininity in each other, relatively speaking. And your best friends and your lovers. And you're not giving up your power doing so. Not in front, not behind, standing by each other. Stronger that way. Yep, you betcha. Listen, guys, if you would like to learn more about how to be a better man, what you want to do is go to mountaintoppodcast.com. I got free gifts for you there. You can sign up to talk to me for free for 25 minutes using the red button at the upper right-hand corner. And ladies, if you're listening to this, I don't know. Guys, you can go there too if you want, right, Emily? Absolutely. Go to www.scottandemily.com front slash podcast, and you'll find the website for X and Y on the fly. And remember, Scott only has one T. E-M-I-L-Y, of course. Scottandemily.com front slash podcast. You can talk to either of us for free for 25 minutes. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And if a coaching program is right for you, we'll decide that. If it's another pathway that's right for you, like a book or a program, we can suggest that too. But most of all, we want to keep our finger on the pulse of what's important to you, and we're here to serve you. Hey, the mission around here is good men, good women together, right? In partnership, living their best life. And if you're a believer in that, like we are, you've come to the right place and we're glad you're here. That's absolutely right. Yep. That's the life we live. That's right. Every day is wonderful. 15 years going strong and more to come. Going on 16. (laughs) Sweet 16. (laughs) Wait till 100. No, 100 is too far away. Man, I'd be freaking Methuselah. I'd be like, (laughs) that'd be a Guinness record. I keep telling you, you have to stick around till we have our 50th anniversary. I'm not taking anything less than that. Well, that's at least the plan. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Just as long as they keep making spare parts, I'll be here. (laughs) (laughs) God willing. And with that, until we talk to you again, my name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. Until the next episode, be good. And have fun. You've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast with Scott and Emily McKay. Copyright 2009 by the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be sure to listen to Scott and Emily's other podcasts, including The Chick Whisperer, Dating Cast, and Online Dating Profile Rating, all found on iTunes or at x-net-media.com. Also, check out Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be good and have fun.